Welcome to Legends with Bevo. Thanks to the Holdy Hotel, Coopers and Anytime Fitness Glenelg. G'day, welcome to another edition of Legends with Devo. Today we're down at the mighty Gazer Eagles Footy Club. And speaking of mighty, I'm joined by a man I've known for a very long time. Went to high school, believe it or not. Looks like he's about 30. I look like about 50 compared to him. Um, Matty Krieg, uh, great to have you on, mate. Now, you're about to embark on a very wonderful thing. That is a, your first ever marathon. And it's to raise money for a great young fella. Mate, tell us all about it. Yeah, so uh, young Cooper, so he's, um, he's had to make a really tough decision over the course of the last couple of months. So he was born without a uh, bone in his lower leg and uh, after a couple of attempts of some corrective surgery, he's made the tough decision to amputate the leg. So what we're trying to do is raise as much money as we can to support him and the family with uh, whatever they want to use that money for in the future because obviously there's going to be some expenses that build up. And uh, how did you get to know young Cooper? So he's a, he's a friend of my daughter from school. So initially I was always going to do, uh, always wanted to do a marathon um, and it was going to be a present, it was a present to myself for my 40th birthday, which was earlier in the year. Um, and I, I initially wanted to do it just because I wanted to try and get myself into a bit of a space physically and mentally that I hadn't experienced before, but I also wanted to do it for some sort of significant purpose. And then Maddie came home and told us the story of young Coop and I just thought, right, that's it, we're going to do this. Uh, and so far we've managed to raise um, just over twelve or 13,000, so which is really, really good. That's wonderful, mate. Yeah. Well, well done to you. Yeah, and, it's great. And obviously, Mixmode 2.3, Soda and Joe's have been wonderful. So tell us more about their support. Yeah, oh, look, absolutely. So right back at the start, because initially the marathon was supposed to be on the 31st of May and, and has got pushed back um, through the situation that we, we found ourselves in this year. But uh, right back at the start, I got in contact with um, Soda and he's been nothing short of sensational, mate. He, he, he really took over and um, they've had Coop and the family in at the station a couple of times and interviewed them and he, he's really taken, taken control of the situation and, and promoted Coop's plight um, and I think the Adelaide 36ers are involved as well and some of the, uh, the messages that Soda managed to organise, some well wishes from people like An um, Andrew Bogart and Joe Ingalls and uh, some of the Port Power players, Travis Boak, etc. has just been fantastic and I know Coop and the family are really appreciative of that. And how is the young fella going? Because obviously he's, he's had the surgery. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And, and he's, from what I've heard, he's just one of the most you know, loveliest young fellas as well. And for his age, he's so, um, such a, a bright young spark, isn't he? And especially what he's gone through. Um, yeah. Credit to him and his family, Matty. Resi definitely resilient. I mean, it's a significant adversity, obviously. And I don't know how I'd deal with that as, a, as an adult male, let, let alone a 12-year-old boy having to make a decision like that. Um, I know he's been fronting up to school again, uh, at least on a part-time basis initially, and that's going really, really well. So he, he's, handl he's handled himself and the situation really admirably, and he's super keen to get back into his sport. And that was the initial driving focus, I think, between, be behind making that, that tough decision to amputate rather than go for more corrective surgery. Yeah, it's just such a horrible situation, yeah. but, um, but it's great that sort of we've been able to, to turn it into a positive one. Absolutely. And, and a bit more about sort of Coop's situation. Um, what's the actual diagnosis that, that the poor young lad sort of, I guess, got diagnosed with? Yeah, so, so I knew, I, in, in terms of the actual sort of the terminology behind it, I'm not 100% sure, Bevo, but um, it, it was a, 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 he didn't have a bone in his lower leg, I'm led to believe, or, or it didn't grow correctly, uh, the fibula bone. Um, so as Coop grew, uh, the, the leg didn't grow and they, they tried to have some corrective surgery but uh, ended up with the knee being a little bit fused and, and bent and un unable to straighten his leg. So therefore he was unable to walk and he was pretty much on crutches the whole time. So 
as I said, he made the decision that okay, enough's enough. That's that's going to come off. And really, his driving his driving uh, focus was to get back to sport, get back to playing basketball, which he loves. Um, and you know, he's a, unfortunately a Port Power supporter. <laughs> but the Port Power people have been fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Oh, he's backing for a good team. Yeah, good team you are that too, is. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and the marathon itself, mate, um, yeah. how's the training going? And, uh, you know, you must be pumped for it, but slightly nervous while at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, ex I'm really excited and I'm unbelievably scared all at the same time. Um, I'm really sore <laughs> at the moment because I did a, did a pretty long run on um, Saturday, albeit still well short of the actual marathon distance of 42Ks and, and the body's certainly feeling it. But um, I'm really looking forward to the challenge of the, the mental challenge more than anything of knowing that no matter what happens, I'm finishing this race. Um, as long as I get it done inside the six hour time frame, and they don't walk me off the, the course. Um, I'm really, really looking forward and excited to, to that moment. I'm, I'm really hopeful that um, Coop and the family can be at the finish line at the end and we can celebrate that moment together. And, and where's, the, where's the start and finish start, like, so people can sort of get involved in that, Matty? Yeah, look, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, of all the restrictions, but I know, I know the start um, and finish uh, outside Adelaide Oval, I think, and I, I think this year it's a circuit that involves two, two laps of a 21k, roughly, circuit, which I'll need to do a bit more research on. I'm hoping there's going to be people there that point me in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get it done, mate. Exactly right. Be, uh, exactly be, right. And uh, I've known you for a long time, like I mentioned yep. before, you're a pretty... Um, Pretty tough and uh, determined lad, so I'm sure you'll do well, Maddie. We'll get and, it done. And I'll put this up on the on the Facebook page, page and the other socials. But how can people sort of get involved and, and help help out this really good cause and, and help out your fundraiser? As yeah, well? look, my, my wife set up a GoFundMe page quite some time ago, and the support has been absolutely sensational. So we'll certainly send the link your way, um, and we'll promote it again through our own social media platforms as well in the next couple of weeks. And outside of Cooper, you've been doing some great things yourself. Um, the Gazer Footy Club, where you're where we're here tonight, you've yeah. actually been involved the very first year as the yep. head coach as the A grade, which congratulations to you on thank that. You, thank you, thank you. And how's that, how's that been going? You've been enjoying it this year? It's been fantastic, mate, to be honest. I've been um, out in the country now for a couple of years and to return close to home um, to the Gazer Footy Club, which, to be honest, was a club I never, being a Broadview local and a Broadview junior, I never, ever in a million years thought I'd end up at Gazer. But really, really glad that I have ended up here. It's just a, it's a fantastic club. Um, On-field success has, has eluded the club for a couple of years, but we feel like we're making some progress. And Jars has obviously coached here and, and played out here for a number of years as well. And, yep. and you've got a close friendship with Jars. Yeah. Have, you, have you had much to do with him in terms of helping this year um, with Gazer and you know, him knowing the boys and the way they sort of go about it as well? Um, not, not so much this year. I mean, yeah, you're right, Jars is, Jars is a great friend of mine um, and still very much... Um, I've got a lot of gratitude towards Jars and the opportunity that he gave myself in my own footy career. Um, and I think he was really conscious of wanting to let me have a go at it sort of sort of my way but at no doubt at some stage in the future we'll be touching base and catching up for a coffee at one of his favorite cafes <laughs> well hopefully he might be able to be an assistant or something like that and help you out in the wouldn't future that be good? or, or yeah. you could play seas next year together yeah, wouldn't that, that be that's awesome? right i think you're still having a kick at morfield park i think <laughs> oh there you go yeah. oh that's great yep. and you're also doing some really good things um with your own business that you've founded called driven from within yep um tell us more about that craigie yeah, so um, I guess probably two years ago I sort of relinquished a leadership role that I had at a school out in the north. Um, I developed a real passion for uh, developing leadership capacity within people and organisational culture. So I started business driven from within and that's exactly what we do. We, we offer professional learning programs around intentional development of leadership and organisational culture. And we're lucky enough now to be working in um, 
multiple different sites across multiple different industries, including you know some sports teams and education and in the corporate sector, and just absolutely love the work. Much like what you're doing here, love love the work that I do now. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, uh, right back at you as well. I think such a you know, cultural leadership such an important thing these days. And um, for those, if businesses are out there watching today, Craig, how can they get involved and, and you know get you involved into their particular, whether it be organisations, sure. sporting organisations, businesses, or what it might be? Sure. Uh, certainly, we've got a, a website they can visit www.drivenfromwithin.com, um, or of course they can email me. Um, that's probably the best way. Matt at drivenfromwithin.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And uh, for those people that are watching out there as well, you had a bit of time involved where I played out there and you played as well and yeah. play a coach at the, the mighty Bernard Roosters. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. So how do you uh, find your time out there, Craigie? And um, any possibility of uh, going back there in the future again? Or uh, look, to, to be honest, Bevo, that was some of the most my most enjoyable and memorable football moments was out at Birdwood. I absolutely loved the time out there, both both as a player initially and then as a player coach and, and made some really strong connections and strong friendships out there. Um, interestingly enough, I, I, I did try and go back there a couple of years ago and, and for one reason or another it didn't, it didn't pan out that way, but I've, I keep a close eye on that footy club um, and I, I still love it to this day. I couldn't agree with you more. Our, our pre-season camp, we won't talk about too oh, much yeah, because yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely yeah. uh, an M-plus one, but um, <laughs> there were certainly some good times there, mate. That's that, for sure. That was good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, classic. And uh, your footy career as well, mate. Um, a lot of people forget about this. You played 110 games of sample footy at, at a league level, so you definitely could play a bit. And you played in the grand final in 2007. Now, this is an interesting one because you played for the Doggies. Um, you know, your uncle played for the Doggies as well. Yep. And then you went on to play for the Roosters yeah. and you played against the Doggies in your 100th game yeah. in 2007. Obviously the game didn't go to go to plan, but it no. must have been a huge, huge buzz though to play, you know, in front of a massive crowd in a grand final for the Sanford though, Craigie. Oh, look, it, to be honest, it was a dream come true, Bevo, to, for, for two reasons, to, to ultimately be pursuing that ultimate team success, playing in a grand final. Um, and then to be playing my 100th game in the grand final, I just thought this is this is perfect. The script's been written here against the old club. This is, you know, this is going to take... The footy gods are smiling on me today. Uh, and it certainly wasn't to be that case. We, uh, I think I played the worst game of footy I'd ever played. I don't remember actually having a kick. Um, and we lost by about 11 goals. And, and Centrals were certainly the powerhouse team of that era. Um, they had significant success, as you know. And we'd played our grand final the week before, I think, against the Eagles. Um, so it was fantastic to get there, but unfortunately didn't get to taste the ultimate. The ultimate success, but like, like I mentioned before, actually getting to play in one, though, is a pretty amazing achievement. And like just that huge, uh, huge buzz, buzz and build up and yep. playing in front of a massive crowd would have been pretty cool, no doubt. It was, it was, it was so overwhelming, to be honest. Um, I completely forgot to strap my ankles before <laughs> the game, like something I'd done, as you said, like a hundred times before. <laughs> Completely forgot my pre-match routine. Remember to strap my ankles about five minutes before the game. I was getting needles into my knee and needles out of my knee before the game. So it was it was pretty overwhelming. And to be honest, I've never ever watched the game. Um, it was they some someone streamed it on Facebook a couple of months ago, and I thought, oh, I'll watch it for five minutes. And then I saw myself standing the mark three times in five minutes. I thought, oh, I've seen enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, a fantastic experience, but. 
obviously would have loved to have gone that one step further. Yeah, most definitely. And um, I actually interviewed Daniel Healy recently, a uh, former, former teammate of yours, yep. And, yep. and he actually said that he unfortunately feels as though he cost you a couple of grand finals <laughs> there, mate, because um, you lost your spot and he took his spot. And uh, yeah. he, he was obviously a big part of the uh, the Dogs dynasty, and which you, was, you, you know, he won a reserves premiership, though, back in the day, yeah. so that must yeah. have been pretty cool, though, still. Oh, absolutely. Any, prem any premiership at any level was a fantastic experience. But, yeah, no, Hills was a... Fantastic player for the club, fantastic captain for the club and, and captain the club through one of the most successful eras before um, Paul Thomas took over. But yeah, there was a couple of years there where I uh, played pretty much every game and somehow managed to get myself out of the team at the right time, at the wrong time of the year, so, which was unfortunate, but so be it. That's footy. That is footy and yeah. it's happened to me at Bedwood as yeah, well, Yeah, absolutely. So you, you just move on, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, I just wanted to ask you, mate, obviously you're... You mentioned the Dogs dynasty because you're a part of that and you saw it firsthand. What do you think made them such a powerful unit and I guess um, such a formidable opposition because they just dominated the 2000s mm. and mm. amazing record, you know, that it's, it's going to probably be very hard to beat. Um, yep. you, were, you were part of it. You were part of the Inner Sanctum, Craigie. Yep. What do you think made them so strong? Uh, look, for, so my, my time at the Dogs, I was under, obviously that dynasty sort of covered a few different coaches with, uh, started under Peter Jonas and then obviously Alastair Clarkson had a couple of years there and then obviously Roy Laird finished it off. So most of my time there, whilst I experienced all three of those coaches, most of my time was under, under Roy. And I think the, the major difference there was um, the standard of training, the standard of training and, the, and it was player driven as well, was really, really exceptional. Um, Obviously, they had a really good list. They managed to get the right people into the club in terms of the recruits. So not only were these guys, uh, and you think of obviously the Chris and James Gowns, who I'm sure you've interviewed before, uh, you know, guys like Simon, Simon Arnott and Marco Bello and Tyson Hay. So fan fantastic footballers, but fantastic people. Um, and so the strength of the club was built on the fact that these guys came into the club as outsiders initially, but embraced the club, made it their own. The club embraced them. and. Uh, the result of that was a fantastic culture that just bred success. And like I mentioned before, it's um, some precedent, isn't it? And I don't think it's going to be uh, beaten for a very long time, yeah, if ever. So, absolutely. Yeah, and it'd be yeah. lo lovely to see them uh, claw their way back from, you know, it's, it's been a bit of a rough year for them this year. Yeah, um, that's right. Especially under, you know, Jeff's in his first year there and he's a fantastic guy and an excellent operator. So it'd be great to see them have some success again. Well, they've won a couple of games now, so they're heading in the right direction. Had a fantastic so. result on the weekend. They, yeah. uh, they probably pinched one over Nord and, and Nord are, you know, an aspiring finals team this year, which uh, they've done themselves no favours with the weekend's result, <laughs> but a great result for Centrals. And uh, who are some of the funnier teammates? You mentioned the Gowans boys. Um, who are some of the funniest teammates you played with at Dogs and North, Craigie, over your time? Uh, yeah, well Chris, well, Chris and James certainly were, were characters at the Dogs. Um, at, at North, I suppose, and look, I had the pleasure of coaching him again this year. Chrissy Laddams was uh, a bit of a character. I always had a soft spot for Tate Kaisler, who's... Um, I think he's assistant, uh, one of the assistants up at the Gold Coast at the moment. But, uh, great fella, yep. Yeah, yeah, there's, there, I mean, there's always plenty of characters in the footy. Most footy clubs are great places to be, aren't they? There's, there's lots of yeah. characters in, in footy clubs. But, yeah, probably Chrissy Laddams, uh, he was a bit of a prankster, a bit of a joker. And uh, can you uh, share a couple of these pranks that you've Probably um, not. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> right, probably not. Worth a try, <laughs> yeah, worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, mate, um, you know, obviously I've mentioned before, we went to school together, I've known yeah. you for a long time, and I'm super proud of what you're doing, mate. It's an, an amazing thing to run your very first marathon um, at the age of 40, and I wish you all the best. And, you know, um, congratulations on everything you've done with Coops and, and also to Kelly as well for, for raising what you've done so far. That's just an amazing effort, and hopefully we can raise some 
some more money for such a great cause, Craigie, and uh, all yeah. the very best, mate. Beautiful. Thanks very much, mate, and thanks for the opportunity to promote the event here with uh, your lovely show. Cheers, mate. Thanks very so much. Thank you. Thank you.